Hello, and welcome to Notes in the Week Ahead, a JP Morgan Asset Management podcast that provides insights on the markets and the economy to help you stay informed in the week ahead. A good set of brakes is a very comforting thing. A gentle tap of the foot should produce a quiet and gentle deceleration as brake pads press up against disc rotors in a smooth but firm action. When I drive these days, I take this technology for granted. However, the vehicles I drove as a young man offered less assurance. There were times when applying the brakes unleashed a cacophony of shrieking, squealing and grinding noises as worn-out pads battled with rusty rotors. The braking action would be either frighteningly non-existent or of a sudden whiplash intensity. Of course, in those vehicles the acceleration wasn't great either. However, any temptation I might have had to drive more quickly was quickly squashed by doubts about my ability to slow the car back down again when I needed to. In recent decades, monetary policy, when applied to the tasks of boosting and slowing the economy, has seemed like a car with an unresponsive accelerator and unreliable brakes. In the decade before the pandemic, extraordinary monetary stimulus did little to boost inflation or growth, although it did nurture asset bubbles, and in particular a bond market bubble. In the last years, the Fed has sought to cool inflation, policy has lurched to an ever tougher stance, thereby bursting these bubbles and destabilizing financial markets. Moreover, tighter Fed policy seems to have done little to facilitate a quicker normalization of inflation and growth than would have occurred anyway due to market forces and the removal of fiscal stimulus. The good news, if if the Federal Reserve could only recognize it, is that inflation is now on a well-established downward track. The bad news is that further Fed tightening has the potential to worsen financial instability, threatening the economy with recession. This has become obvious with the banking turmoil of the last two weeks. It also raises some key questions for investors as the Fed gathers this week for its second meeting of the year, namely, how does banking turmoil impact prospects for growth and inflation? How will the Fed perceive this changed outlook? And how will this impact monetary policy going forward? The Fed's current perspective on both the economy and monetary policy will be revealed in projections that they will release on Wednesday. These projections are made once a quarter, and so Wednesday's numbers will be an update to forecasts made in mid-December. For real GDP, the December Fed projections showed a very modest fourth-quarter year-over-year gain of 0.5% for 2023 before a bounce back to 1.6% in 2024 and 1.8% in 2025. At the start of the year, this slowdown in growth seemed on the cards. In particular, consumer spending looks set to slow due to the lagged effects of the withdrawal of fiscal stimulus and the probable resumption of federal student loan payments. The single-family housing market, although a relatively small part of the economy, was headed for a deep slump due to higher mortgage rates, and a high dollar was eroding trade prospects. Business investment spending was also likely to be hit by lower corporate profits. All of this being said, by early March, the December forecast looked too pessimistic given a solid 2.7% real GDP gain for the fourth quarter of last year and evidence of a further gain in the first quarter of this year. Now, with elevated financial instability, Fed officials could mark down the growth forecasts. The problem won't be centered on consumers as historical experience of other bouts of financial instability suggests that while consumer confidence is often impacted, consumer spending generally stays on track, at least initially. Home building and international trade could also be relatively unaffected. However, business spending could be hurt for two reasons. First, businesses may slow hiring and capital spending plans due to increased recession worries. And second, we are very likely to see a further tightening of bank lending conditions, as banks focus on the quality of their balance sheets rather than on growth. 
This could be particularly damaging for many small businesses whose profitability looks, su looks suspect in the wake of the pandemic's impact on consumer behavior and labor costs. Overall, the Fed's forecast for economic growth could get marked down to less than half a percent for 2023 and less than 1.5% for 2024, before a recovery to about 2% growth in 2025. If, as we estimate, real GDP growth comes in close to 2% for the first quarter, this would imply no real GDP growth at all for the rest of this year. In their December projections, Federal Reserve officials forecast that the unemployment rate would rise from 3.7% in the fourth quarter of 2022 to 4.6% in the fourth quarter of 2023, and then hold at that level in 2024 before dipping slightly to 4.5% by the fourth quarter of 2025. As it turned out, the unemployment rate dipped to 3.6% in the fourth quarter of last year and has averaged 3.5% so far this quarter. This being the case, while the Fed might downgrade their GDP forecast slightly, they may be less willing to boost their estimate of the unemployment rate. It should also be noted that in a world of fast labor force growth, a rising unemployment rate can occur even as payroll employment grows. However, if, as we suspect, labor force growth is limited to 1% or less in the year ahead, then a 1 percentage point rise in the unemployment rate between now and the fourth quarter implies actual declines in employment, a trend which many would regard as tantamount to slipping into recession. Overall, while we expect little change in the Fed's unemployment rate forecast, it may be hard to hold the unemployment rate below 5% if both consumers and businesses become convinced that they need to batten down the hatches for recession. There are also signs that banking turmoil is already reducing the trajectory of inflation. First, in just the past two weeks, the price of West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil has fallen by 17% from over $80 a barrel to under 67 much of this decline is probably attributable to economic fears emanating from banking turmoil, although some lackluster retail sales data from China may also have played a role. Second, inflation expectations appear to have taken a hit, with a CPI annual inflation rate expectation over the next five years falling from 2.47% on March 8th to 2.10% on March 17th, according to the TIPS market. Third, wage growth, which has now trailed year-over-year -year CPI headline inflation for 23 straight months, could remain subdued, as workers worry about potential recession and small businesses worry about bank credit lines. Back in December, despite relatively hawkish rhetoric about inflation being too high, the Federal Reserve projected a relatively sharp decline in headline PC inflation from 5.6% year-over-year in the fourth quarter of 2022 to 3.1% by the fourth quarter of 2023 and 2.5% by the fourth quarter of 2024. If anything, the 2023 number still looks too low as the lagged effects of past inflationary purchases in goods feed through with diminished impact to services and wages. However, by the end of 2024, even if the economy were to avoid outright recession, consumption, deflation, and inflation could well fall to 2%. This Wednesday's official Fed projections may well show something like this path. Annoyingly, rather than celebrate the significant decline in inflation since last summer, the Fed may well seem impatient to bring inflation down faster, but they really shouldn't try to. The only way to get inflation to collapse overnight would be to trigger a sharp recession, and provided inflation is at predictable and manageable levels and falling, there is no real economic advantage in trying to accelerate the pace of decline, certainly nothing that is worth further aggravating financial turmoil or throwing millions out of work. Continued overhawkish talk about inflation has, to some extent, painted the Federal Reserve into a corner. Over the past few days, the market has wavered between pricing in one final rate hike from the Fed or no rate hike at all. 
Chairman Powell may feel that he's between a rock and a hard place, with financial instability and the Fed's very active engagement in trying to battle it, arguing for no further rate hikes, and still elevated inflation, arguing for a tighter policy. But in truth, he's between a rock and a soft place, because both inflation and economic growth look very likely to grow softer in the months ahead. Because of this, a wise course of action would be to be less worried and sound less worried about inflation, while assuring the public the Federal Reserve will do whatever it takes to protect the stability of the financial system. And this they can do. While monetary policy is not well suited to the job of smoothly boosting or slowing economic growth, it can be very effective at combating financial crisis. After all, any question about the nominal value of a balance sheet can be answered by a central bank with the power to print unlimited nominal dollars. Consequently, while events in Europe over the weekend remind us that there are likely to be further bouts of banking turmoil, it will eventually subside and likely leave in its wake a slow-growing low inflation and low interest rate economy. Such an economy should support stocks, bonds and many alternative assets, suggesting opportunity for investors who diversify their portfolios and focus on investing in companies whose valuations and business prospects should allow them to ride out current volatility and prosper in its aftermath. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content is intended for information only based on assumptions in current market conditions and are subject to change. No warranty of accuracy is given. This content does not contain sufficient information to support investment decisions. It is not to be construed as research, legal, regulatory, tax, accounting, or investment advice. Investments involve risks. Investors should seek professional advice or make an independent evaluation before investing. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate, including loss of capital. Past performance and yield are not indicative of current or future results. Forecasts and estimates may or may not come to pass. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide.